0: specials and so forth, not to be distracted that way. Anyway, it is great to have you tonight. Would you stand with us, please, as we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on Christmas Eve? It's going to be an awesome night of worship, and we're glad that you're here with us.
1: Joy to the world.
0: We are so glad to be here tonight, just here for Christmas Eve, Lord, knowing why we're here, Lord, is because of you. And it's all about you tonight and this weekend, Lord God, just knowing that you came to save the world, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And we are so honored to have you here with us tonight, rejoicing and singing and lifting our voices as we praise you in song. We praise your name and we thank you so much for the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Amen we
2: Excited to have you here. I just want to welcome you to Crossroads Christmas Eve. You know what? i got to ask a question real quick. How many of you have been the person standing in the long lines at the store this year? Anybody? You've been that person? I see a couple hands out there. Some of you are not admitting it. How, you've been in the busy crowds? Let me ask you this. How many of you have been that person looking for the very last space to park at, at the mall? Who Anybody? You've done the multiple circles. You're driving around aimlessly trying to find that last parking spot. You know, what? maybe you've, you've been through a few of these things and you're beginning to feel the stress of this holiday. You're beginning to feel the anxiety. You're beginning to feel the pressure. And you know what? Our hope for this time that we're going to share right now is that you would get a chance to sit back, relax, and release some of that pressure. Release some of that stress and turn your attention towards the very reason for this great day. You know what? We just got done singing a song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory to the newborn king. You know what? After the angels left, I wonder what it was like for the shepherds as they were preparing for their journey to Bethlehem. You know, as we pond, as we, as we ponder this, I just want to pause for a moment as Reagan and Jordan are going to sing, are going to play for us tonight a song on the harp and violin. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. That was Jordan and Reagan. Can we give them another hand? What an awesome job that they did tonight. Okay. Would you stand with us one last time here? Or one more time, I should say, as we continue worshiping and singing, Come All You Faithful. We know you know this one, so let's sing it out and praise Jesus tonight. His daughters, Shelby and Katie and Jeanette Edmonston, and they're going to be doing for us a special of what child is this? Wasn't that awesome? I was going to call them the Von Trapp family, but there's not enough of them. Hey, would you stand with us again tonight? And would you just turn to your neighbor and just greet each other tonight as we get ready to sing a couple more songs? Just greet each other. Welcome to Crossroads Ministries here for Christmas Eve. It's great to have you here.
1: Okay.
3: lying will see the deaf will hear and the dead will live again the lame will leave the dumb will speak the praise your baby boy is lord of all creation mary did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nation
4: appreciate that tonight. Aren't you glad to be here this evening? Welcome to Christmas Eve at Crossroads. We're glad that you're here. Just uh, just a few announcements today. Um, tomorrow we will be having our Christmas Day service. Uh, uh, Sunday, uh, tomorrow is Sunday and Christmas falls on a Sunday. So we will be here and we will have a Christmas Day service, just one gathering at 10 o'clock, all right? Normally we have our Christmas uh, Normally on uh, Sundays we have a 9:30 and 11, but we'll be here one day, uh, one service tomorrow, 10 o'clock, and uh, the same on New Year's as well, okay? We'll have one service at 10 o'clock on those days. And what I'm uh, telling people tomorrow, if you have small children, of course we'll have a, a, an infant nursery, a, a nursery for the younger ones downstairs. But uh, bring your kids in your PJs, all right? Let them come and relax. We're going to make this a Christmas family time here tomorrow. We're going to sing some carols again. We're going to look at God's Word. Um, I'm encouraging the kids to take a canned good and wrap it up as a gift. And they'll be able to have... There's going to be a part of the service where they can come and place their canned good gifts here at the altar. That'll be our offering, and we'll give those to the local food bank to help our our local food bank. But uh, we're glad that you're here tonight we're, uh, we're we're thanking God that you're here, and we invite you to come back tomorrow morning if your schedule will permit it, and uh, we'll have a great time here tomorrow at 10 o'clock, and uh, and and, uh, and we're looking excited for that. And one other announcement tonight is our birthday gift to Jesus offering. I know that uh, many of you have been praying about uh, the birthday gift to Jesus every year at our church. We try to to, uh, to come at Christmas time and give more to Jesus than anybody else. We we put him at the top of the list and. And as we do that, we've set a goal of 80,000. And that 80,000 this year is going to reach people in, uh, in Haiti, people in, uh, in uh, Ecuador and the Philippines, all Africa, all over the world. We're feeding orphans in several places. God is using our little church here to do something big around the world. And so uh, as of last Sunday, we were at 52,000. Isn't that exciting? Let's give God a hand for that. That's pretty, pretty good. And uh, my prayer is that tonight we just go over that goal tonight and tomorrow, that God just blesses, and we just watch His hand of provision as, uh, as we come and we gather to Him. So uh, tonight, if you're giving to the Christmas offering, to the birthday gift to Jesus, please designate it as such, birthday gift to Jesus, and uh, we will count it properly. But what a joy it is to be able to come and do that every year in our church and to, put, to place Christ... At the highest place of honor. So uh, at this time, I'd like to ask our ushers to come forward. We'll receive our evening offering. Looking forward to the new year. We're, we're going to have a, an exciting, exciting January here. We're going to be doing a series called Reset. We're going to be resetting the clock on your life, resetting a lot of things. And uh, I, I want you to jump in and be a part of that with us. But that's coming up in January. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer tonight? Our Father and our God, we come before you, Lord. And uh, we're just so thankful that uh, we can come and worship you, Lord, that we can come and gather and worship Christ, the newborn King. Lord, as uh, as we come and gather around your throne tonight, Lord, as we make you the highest place of honor, because Christmas is all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. Uh, tonight, God, I just pray that you'll be with uh, with each person, Lord, as, as we take it in and think about who Christ is, Lord, and as, as your people respond to you now in giving, Lord, I pray that you'll be honored and adored as they worship you in this manner of giving. In your name we pray, amen. thank you, Rebecca. What a wonderful, wonderful rendition of O Holy Night. Tonight, I would just like to, uh, to take a few moments and spend some time with you tonight thinking about Christmas. Here it is, Christmas Eve, and, and you know, every year I go through this, where I, I bring this up from my basement. I have a box in the uh, we have this strange tradition. On Thanksgiving, I, talk, I start talking about it at dinner that we're going to go out and pick out the tree the next day or so. And so I go out and I pick out the tree on Friday after Thanksgiving or Saturday, and I drag my whole family to go get the tree with me because they just love it so much. And, uh, and they love watching me, you know, twirl five trees while they say, no, this is bare. And I'm like, we're going to decorate it, folks. It's Okay and uh so so i bring the tree home we put it in a stand and then we have a really another really odd tradition we put it up in a stand and i bring all the boxes up from the basement and uh and, and it doesn't get decorated for about two more weeks it's just kind of weird because we're so busy, right? And so we, we do a little bit here, a little bit there, and then, then finally all the boxes go back after about two more weeks. It's now about the 8th of December, and, uh, and all the boxes are gone back downstairs. But one of the boxes that we pull out every year is, is our manger set. And I, I'll, I'll put a picture of it up there for you. It's, uh, it's very similar to this one. I think uh, when we were, these must have been on sale one year because we were buying them here at the church. I bought one at home. Uh, they're, they're all over. I see them everywhere I go. But, uh, you know, you pull out the manger and, um, and, and you have Mary. And you put Mary in there and she just looks so... So uh, so everything's in place, you know. It's just like, wow, she, she's frozen in time. Everything's happy. Uh, and then, then, you know, you put out, you put out uh, Joseph, and I, I have Joseph there, and Joseph, he, he, he too, he's, he's stuck in time, right? He's frozen there, and, and everything's just so wonderful in, the, in that manger scene. And then, then one year, we had, we had a real problem. We, we took out the, the manger scene, and it might have been actually the very first year. We, we were setting it up, and we are like, we had all the characters. We had the wise men, we had the, the shepherds, we had everybody else, but but we didn't have the baby Jesus. I mean, how, how do you not have the baby Jesus in the nativity, right? So, so we were searching through the box, and, and finally we found it was in a styrofoam, and the way they packed it, it, it he was all the way wrapped all the way around the back, and uh, we thought that they had forgot to include him in our set. And so baby Jesus comes out, and he goes in. Now, could you imagine ha- not having baby Jesus in a manger scene? And yet I think that's what happens in so many people's Christmas. They get all excited about all the festivities, about everything that's going on, and they forget about Jesus. It's like, well, you know, we have to go here. We have this party. We have, we have this event planned. We have some other gathering. We, you know, we're we're going to have this dinner and this, this Christmas party. And everything just goes through this motion. And we go through all of Christmas, and we forget about Jesus. The most important factor of all of Christmas was Jesus. And so we, we, we just, you know, it's fun And and listen, everybody wants to have this perfect setting of Christmas, don't we? I I took that picture of my mantle this afternoon here. That's uh, right over the hearth in, in front of our fireplace there. And I'm looking, I'm saying, wow, you know, that's really what we want. We want this Christmas where everything is just right, where everything is just so special. But the reality is it's not always so special, is it? You, you go through all this and you're hoping that tomorrow morning your kids are just going to wake up and uh, they're going to jump out of bed and they're going to look like they did on that postcard you sent out, right? You know? We're the Barners, you know? <laughs> awkward family photos. You know? You're thinking that they're going to have that awkward family photo moment and, and you're, the, the, everything's going to be happening. They're going to open up every gift and they're going to be like, oh, I just can't believe you thought of me. And they're going to open up the gift and they're going to go the next one into to the next one and to the next one. And we get so engulfed in all the festivities that we forget that Jesus... But even on that first nativity night, the very first night that Jesus was born, I want to share with you that it was real. It wasn't, it wasn't this stuck-in-time moment. It wasn't this thing that we pull out every year. You know, we do this in, in honor of our celebration, and we mean well by it, but I think sometimes we forget the impact. We forget the depth of what Christmas really was. We forget the depth of what Jesus did for us here. And, and we just go through the motion, and it's like, okay, there's Mary. There's Joseph. There's the wise men. And, and we know exactly how everything's going to go, and we know that this is the perfect way, and that everything's going to be like this, this perfect picture of Christmas. But yet, on that very first night, let me share with you Mary was in a stable. She's in, she's in a barn, if you will. And there's animals, and, and, and she's giving birth without an epidural. And for you ladies that have had children, you know what that means, right? You know what it means, with an epidural. Uh, and here's Mary, without an epidural, gives birth to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. And, and, uh, and, and there's shepherds out in the fields that they're doing their thing, and God speaks to them, and we're going to get to all that in just a few moments. But, but I, I want you to think with me, this was, this was not what we've made it Like a cartoon, almost. Uh, We're so familiar with it that we've lost the impact of it. And may I share with you that this is one of the most impactful things of all eternity. When God became man, well, John tells us that God became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And I want you to think with me tonight about about what actually happened here. Um, You know, as a matter of fact, it it, it is so much. uh, We have made it so much at times unreal in our life that that we have forgotten the impact and i'd like to share with you tonight that this was an event that actually happened the, the luke records for us in the in the scripture uh some history here we always go to luke chapter 2 and read luke chapter 2 uh, but he records for us some actual events of actual things that actually happened and so i'd like to share with you luke chapter 1 a little bit about luke luke was a doctor um, he, he, was, he was a brilliant individual. He was a doctor. And, uh, and I want you to think about this doctor he's gathering this information to write his account. Look what he says here in Luke chapter 1 verse 1. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us. He says many are excited about what has happened. We've seen the Christ. Many are excited about it. Many have tried to, uh, tried to pull something together. Um, just as they were handed down to us, verse 2, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. He says, listen, I've, I've gone through and I've taken everything from those who were firsthand. They were eyewitnesses. He, Luke came along and he interviews Mary. Luke the doctor, may I share this with you? At first, Luke the doctor wasn't, wasn't a follower He becomes a follower of Christ. He goes through and the evidence is overwhelming that this is the Son of God, that this little baby that was born is Jesus, the Messiah, the long-awaited one. And he says here, he says that that, uh, just as they were handed down to us, so not only was it something that we heard, but by those who from the very first were eyewitnesses and servants of the Word. Therefore, verse 3, therefore, since I have have, uh, myself very carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seems good also to me to write an orderly account for you, O most excellent Theophilus. Uh, Luke is giving some real interesting things. He says, listen, I have studied this. I have scrutinized these eyewitnesses. And what I'm about to tell you is so important. It seems good for me, Theophilus. I'm giving you something that is, that is the doctor. Dr. Luke has scrutinized it and said, this is fact. Now, look what he says here, verse 4. He says, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. He says, so that you may know for sure that you may know of a certain that these things that you have heard about Jesus, that they are true. And so he goes through and he takes, the book of Luke is a a compilation of eyewitness after eyewitness after eyewitness. He interviews all these eyewitness accounts of the life of Christ and he puts them together and we have it today. And yet so many times we overlook it. Probably every one of you know Luke chapter 2, but few knew those verses right there, Luke chapter 1, just a page or two ahead. And it tells us why you should really pay attention. Why should I pay attention to what, what was about to come? Well, let's look at what he has to say here. Do, Dr. Luke pays attention to the details. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. He says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. At Luke, right away, he gives us, he gives us something that we need to look for. He says, here's a time frame. Here, you can go back, you can go look in history and find when Caesar Augustus, he was the, uh, the emperor of Rome. And as a matter of fact, Caesar Augustus, he was known, self-proclaimed, as the savior of the world. Uh, he, in a very political sense, he was known as the savior of the world because of the Pax Romano. In other words, that was the, the peace of Rome. He had done great things in this empire and, and he was a great leader. And so here he comes. He is, uh, he is now in charge. He's the emperor. And, and, and Luke says, In those days Caesar Augustus issues a decree for a census should be taken and that everybody had great respect in the world for Caesar Augustus and to the tune of he's the savior of the world. But look at Luke 2.2. He says, this was the first census that took place while Corinius was governor of Syria. You know, so many times we just read through those things and forget that they're there for a purpose. Uh, you can go up and you can find out that Corinius was actually a governor of Syria. And there, Quirinius had two, there were two times that he called for a census. And that was the first time. And Luke says that this happened on the first census. Luke chapter 2, verse 3, he says, And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to be registered with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, Firstborn a son, she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. I want you to think with me tonight that Jesus came. Everything about, everything about this is so incredible, what Jesus did. He came for those who needed a Savior. Uh, he came and He came and he gave his favor for those who needed a Savior. Something that you can't earn, that you don't deserve, it is for you. Uh, at, the, at the beginning of Luke, in Luke chapter 1, he tells about Mary. Uh, it tells about how the angel came to Mary and how the angel also came to the, her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth and Zechariah were old and they couldn't have children, or so they thought. And the angel comes to Elizabeth and Zechariah and says uh, that you're going to have a baby and he will be John. And that was known as John the Baptist. He was the one that would go out and he would be the forerunner to Jesus. Uh, and then, then uh, here's Mary, Mary herself. Uh, it, by the way, she was about the age of 14 to 18, 14 to 18 years old. And can you just imagine young Mary going through this and the angel comes to her. Luke chapter 1, the angel comes to her and says, you know, says that you're going to have a baby and uh, you're not going to have any physical relationships with your husband, to be he's your husband to be you are not going to have any physical relationship here and yet god is going to put a baby inside of you now imagine 14 years old the young girl going you're going to do what And okay with god all things are possible All things are possible with God, and that's what happened. Jesus came down, and God placed inside of Mary. Why? Was Mary any special, any more special than you or I No. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that Mary worshipped the Lord, and so God found favor. That's what the Scripture tells us, that God found favor. Favor. Why? Did she deserve it? Did she do anything? No. God found favor and said, I'm going to choose you, and I'm going to place my favor upon you, Mary, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, uh, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The shepherds, they were the lowest class. Uh, The religious people wrote the shepherds off. Why? Because these were the people that were dealing with unclean. They were around dead things and unclean things all the time. And so the religious law said you couldn't be around dead and unclean things. And... These were the very people that were raising the lambs that would go to the sacrificial system. And these people would come and buy, these religious people would buy, some, buy a lamb off of these shepherds and go worship, but they would treat those shepherds with very low, low respect. And here they are on that night, and God comes to them, and he says to the shepherds, at verse 10, the angel says to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all would you read that with me do not be afraid i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people you know he's not coming for the religious he said he came for all people he came for everyone for everyone that needed favor that needed grace and tonight may i just encourage you that tonight there is great joy because jesus came for you jesus came for you you are included in that you there you are part of that all all people and tonight we can all have great joy not because we're going to have the perfect christmas tomorrow not because everything is going to go according to plan as a matter of fact most of your plans are going to be disrupted somewhere along the line we can have great joy because a savior came and that's what happened Jesus came as the Savior of the world. Verse, the, the next verse is 11 and 12. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And here's what happened. This Jesus came to the earth. And tonight I don't want you to miss this. Because like when I went to set up our nativity the first time, we, we were panicked because Jesus, we didn't think the baby Jesus was there. And tonight, may I say this, if you have Christmas without Jesus, you've missed it. I want to take, take you to the cross because this little baby didn't, didn't stay a baby. Uh, this little Jesus grew up and he lived to be a perfect life. And if this were, all, if this were where it ended, I'm not sure where we would be today. Uh, It would be just a nice, feel-good, warm, fuzzy story that would pull out of the box every year. But God says, listen, my word endures forever. My word is so important. I want you to know that God loves you so much that he left heaven and he took on the form of a man. God, who is 100% God, takes on man, becomes 100% man, and comes and lives a perfect life And he goes to the cross, and in 1 Corinthians 15 says this, the Apostle Paul tells us this, that Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day. Did it for you. Did it for you, and you, and you, and you, and you. And you, and you, and you. He did it for every one of you. He did it for me. He did it for us. We're all part of the all that there will be great joy for all people because the Savior has been born because God's promise kicked in and He responded. He is a great God. And God says, if you want that gift, the gift is in Jesus tonight. He gives you eternal life. And He says that you can have eternal life by this. If you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved from the punishment of your sin. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The choice is yours tonight. You can just simply reach out by faith and say, Jesus, I, I, want, I want to accept you. Uh, Maybe you're here and you you say you've known about this and and maybe you've even been coming to church here for a long time, but maybe tonight you need to make it personal. Uh, Make a personal relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you've had a personal relationship with Jesus and you've just kind of grown cold and your relationship with Jesus is like this. You get him out of the box every year and you look at him under the tree for a few weeks and then you put him away. I want to invite you tonight to have an encounter with Jesus, the God of the universe. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed tonight, I want to invite you tonight to have a true encounter with the true God of the universe. These events is not some fairy tale. It's not some story. It's not just another book on your shelf. It is about the Messiah. Jesus, the long-awaited promised one, he came so that you may have eternal life. And if that's you tonight, you say, Pastor Ken, I would like to have eternal life. I want to know for certain that I have a Savior. I want to accept the Savior of the world. I want to make him my Savior tonight. If that's you, I'm going to ask you tonight just to quietly pray a prayer inwardly. Repeat it after me to the Lord. It's not the words that will save you. It is the attitude of your heart. You're coming before the Lord. And just pray something like this to God. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. And I believe that you died on the cross. You paid for my sin. And you came back to life again. And God, on this Christmas Eve, I invite you into my heart right now. Thank you for being my Savior. In your name I pray. Amen. With our heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, if you just pray that prayer with me, I'd like to invite you to respond. As you lean forward into the, to the chair in front of you, there's a, there's a little rack in the, in the chair in front of you. Just reach there and you'll, you'll see a, a, a colored card. There's a pen there and it says response card. If you'll just check there, it says, I pray to receive the Lord tonight as my Savior. I'd like to send you a, a, a book. It will help you more understand what you just did here tonight. Uh, if you'll check that and just put it right back in, into that seat, we'll get it after the service, or you can stop by, stop by our Welcome Center. They have the books right there. Uh, but I just want to help you in your journey to Christ. Father God, we thank you for your love and the way that you've cared for us. And God, I ask you now that you'll be with those here that just opened their hearts to you. Thank you that you included us. That every you in in this building is part of the you. The reason that you came for. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. We love you, God. become sort of a tradition here at our church to end Christmas Eve on Silent Night. I'd like to ask you to take the candles and we're going to take the house lights out. And as the house lights will go all the way off there, um, if you'd take your candle and we'll spread these around as we sing Silent Night, Holy Night. All right? Uh, please, only adults with the candles, if you would help us to that. All right?
5: Silent Night. so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace, Silent Face with the dawn of thy deeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Raise your candle. Holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child. So tender and mild Sleep in heavenly peace Sleep in heavenly peace Please extinguish your candle.
4: As you exit, there will be... Trash receptacles in the foyer, please take your candle. You can take it home or put it in the trash receptacle, all right? Uh, God bless you and Merry Christmas. Greet those around you. We'll be here tomorrow at 10 o'clock. God bless you.